0: Okay, welcome everybody to another episode of Just The Tips. This is James P. Friel. I'm here with the gorgeous British Dean Holland, who is excited to be here also, and we have a really special guest today. Her name is Juju Hook. She is a branding expert. She's going to talk to us about her wheelhouse and branding and also how she's made it efficient process to actually create content that resonates with your audience. So I'm really excited to hear what she has to say today. But first, let me throw it over to my lovely co-host Dean Holland to check in with him. How are you today, Dean?
1: I am very good. The beautiful James P. Friel.
0: (laughs) That's right, Juju. Good Juju in my life today. Well, here she is. Juju, how are you?
2: I am amazing. How are you guys? Thank you so much for having me. This is awesome. Great way to start the morning.
0: Yeah, this is the best way. The best way to start the day is with Dean and I. There's no question no, about no it. No
2: doubt. No doubt. Yeah,
0: yeah exactly. So, so Juju, we're really excited to have you here today. And on some level, I, I'm just wanting to hear what you have to say because you've got a tremendous amount of experience in branding. And I know that Dean and I are in a world you know, where we've done a lot of things with direct response and, you know, Dean's, uh, you know, I, I wouldn't say black hat internet marketer, He's, uh, but he's very, very good at it. <laughs> and, uh, <laughs> and he has he has sneaky and clever ways. But branding is something where you're trying to create a feeling and you're trying to create a sense of rapport. And it's not always just about, you know, direct response where you're going to get an opt-in or you're going to get the sale and That's
2: right. and stuff yeah. like
0: that. Can you kind of tell us from your experience. What is branding to you?
2: You know, the best way to to talk about this, especially in relation, I think, to your direct mail, right? And your direct response and all this kind of stuff is that branding is kind of like imagining that you're on a giant online dating site, right? So direct mail is really all about sort of scoring on the first date. You know, that's what it's all about. But branding is about long-term relationships. So, you know, the people who are on these, these dating sites are just like your customers and they're not really looking for a one night stand. They really want long term relationships. And so when you build a brand, what you do is you kind of date, you know, one, one date after the next, after the next, after the next. And people get to know you and what you stand for and, you know, enjoy their time with you at dinner and, and your amazing conversation. And they get to know your values and all kinds of different things to rely on your personality. And over time, you're in a, in a meaningful relationship. And that meaningful relationship leads then to repeat customers and referrals and long-term profits and sales and and all different kinds of things. So it's a much bigger picture than kind of trying to score on the first date.
0: Dean, I I really just want to hear your comment back to that. <laughs> <laughs>
1: <laughs> see um, this probably says why I've never really focused on the branding side <laughs> <laughs> I'm going straight in there first date I'm, I'm ready to go
2: yeah and I think you know there there certainly are people who do that and as long as you signify your intentions you're always going to get people who sign up for that right you gotta you're, you're, it's it's all about connecting with somebody who wants what you want
1: and, and whilst That's right. I must just add some small print in case my fiance is listening <laughs> I, I, that was the old me
2: i've met your fiance so yeah you're gonna want to listen up here dean
1: i'm all about the branding now
0: that was dean version 1.0 we are now talking to a more evolved version of dean holland
2: that's right that's right i know but that's why you're
0: here juju you're ushering in a new era for dean and i quite frankly
2: i am yes and many entrepreneurs many, many 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 entrepreneurs yes Yeah, you know, branding, it's really interesting because branding is a a huge, huge part of any brick-and-mortar business. But one of the things that happens, especially with internet entrepreneurs, is we lose sight of that, right? We don't come in face-to-face contact with our customers as often. We don't have employees that we train in that way. You know, a a lot of internet entrepreneurs don't have phone centers or storefronts or things like that. And so that falls by the wayside to a certain extent. And there's a a, a real importance to it in terms of creating a long-term mark in a market or finding your space in the ecosystem and sitting in it and having people know what you stand for. So I think it's a much, much overlooked aspect for entrepreneurs. And, and the focus is almost always on what we look like. Right. So I'm gonna create a brand. So I'm gonna get my logo and my colors and my fonts, and then that's where we stop. And it's just so much bigger than that. So much bigger than than what you wear.
0: So let me ask you this. So I think I think for a lot of entrepreneurs, you know, that are running, you know, companies on their own that they started themselves and where they've been the visionary and all this other thing, and they and they've relied upon direct response to grow their business and they've gotten clear about, you know, how to build funnels and how to do that sort of thing. Branding almost seems like this thing that's reserved for these big mega corporations, these giant companies, right? Like, I, you know, I used to work for HSBC, which is absolutely enormous, right? 300,000 people. Like, I feel like branding is great for HSBC, branding is great for Coca Cola, like, branding is great for all these you know, these people that are taking out Super Bowl commercials and things like that. But for your average entrepreneur who's, you know, you know, very attuned to, you know, sales, very attuned to the bottom line, all these different things, I think branding can sort of sound very soft. And a lot of us, myself included, are not always clear on how do we get that brand to really produce for the business, you know, because everybody wants an ROI So how how do you acknowledge that challenge that exists in the entrepreneurial world with what you do?
2: Okay, so a couple of things. First of all, you're absolutely right. The way that big corporations do this is relatively soft, right? And anybody who's worked in a big corporation knows that when you look at your marketing budget, you have a certain amount that goes toward conversion or toward traffic building. And then there's a certain amount of money that's kind of soft money that goes toward branding and and you sit in board meetings and nobody can ever give an ROI on the brand side. And so that perception is that it's kind of fluff. But the truth is that especially in today's world, big companies really Suck at branding. They just don't do a good job because brands right now are about the expectations of the consumer. So every single consumer in the world right now has an opportunity to participate in your business. You know, they're reviewing you and they're responding to you and they're having an online conversation about you that you're not involved in in any way. And your brand is really nothing more than their perception of you. Your brand is actually what a potential customer, a prospect or a current customer or a repeat customer thinks of you when they hear your name. And so if you don't become involved In the conversation or in the production of that, then it's going to run rampant. And in terms of the ROI, what you're really working toward constantly is building the relationship, is building the opportunity for those sales to repeat. And anybody who is tracking or monitoring ROI knows that it's cheaper to sell, you know, a second or a third item to a customer than it is to go out and get a new one, no matter how good your funnel is. So branding really speaks to that. You know, once you make a connection with people and they become part of what it is that you're doing, you know, they own it. They own your mission. They own what you believe in. They own what you stand for. They'll follow you to the ends of the earth. And those are the kind of customers whose pockets become very deep in terms of ROI.
0: So here's my follow-up question to that then. What's the best way for your average entrepreneur who's more focused on direct response to start building a brand without breaking the bank? Without, you know, so they could sort of tiptoe, tiptoe into it and start seeing the all the great results that I think everybody sort of knows comes along with having a great brand because everybody wants to be recognized as, hey, you know, this is our company. This is what we do. This is how we help people. But I think the actual route from A to B is a little bit fuzzy. So people just sort of stay stuck at the beginning.
2: Yeah, so I would say two things. The first is that it's really important to articulate what you stand for. And that doesn't mean that you have to go out and give a bunch of money to charity or, you know, you have to save kids in your business. You, you got to talk about what you stand for.
0: Meaning like Dean stands for having a very glamorous beard. So that's part of his brand.
2: Exactly. You know, it could be anything. I am writing a book right now called Hot Flashes, Carpools, and Dirty Martinis. And, you know, I stand for, in this particular brand situation, I stand for women in midlife having a great time and not apologizing to anyone for that. So it doesn't have to be this big, grand, you know, I'm going to save the world kind of thing. But once you step into the ring and say, hey, this is what I stand for. This is who I am. This is what I'm about. People who are about the same things or who want what you have or who want to get up next to that energy, they will connect with you. And so if you can, just in a few short sentences, identify what you stand for and what you're about and begin to communicate that in your copy, in your email strings, on your funnels, through press releases, anything like that. You don't have to go out and make a Super Bowl commercial in order to get people to connect with you. People connect with you over conversations. And so you begin to release what you stand for through those conversations. I think the second way that you can really affect your brand is to step back and recognize that every single transaction that you have is a one-on-one transaction. So begin by speaking to a person. Everything that you do, every funnel that you create, every email that you send, every podcast interview that you have, imagine your audience as a person. And as you connect directly with that person, you do it the same way that you would with friends at a cocktail party. You know, if you if you show up at a cocktail party, James, and I meet you one night, and I'm absolutely enthralled and thrilled with who you are as a human being and I think, God, you know, I gotta get to know that guy, James, right? Then I meet you the next night and you're a totally different guy. I'm gonna think you're a flake. Mm. I'm not gonna trust you. So you have to start showing up in a way that's incredibly consistent that people can connect with. And that doesn't take money. It takes forethought.
0: Right. So what do you stand for? So are we talking about something like brand values are we talking about a, some sort of culture document are you talking about a manifesto like like give me some meat like what is this thing? How will I know when I've created that?
2: Okay so I would recommend three different things. The first is a manifesto okay and a manifesto is nothing more than you expressing what the world will look like when you've achieved what it is that your business wants to achieve right How do the constituents in your business behave? Okay, what does the world look like? You know, some people's manifestos say, I'm going to dance in the rain and eat Cheerios on Sunday morning, right? And some people's manifestos say, you know, every child in the world will be fed. But a manifesto is nothing more than a declaration of how you see the world, how you think the world should be. So a manifesto is a really powerful document. And it's especially powerful for the people who work with you, right? Anyone who is strategically aligned with your business. So yeah, I think a manifesto is important. But in advance of the manifesto, I think there are other things that are more important. First of all, I think brand personality is the single most important thing that you can establish. I think to sit down and to say, if my brand were a person, Okay, now A lot of entrepreneurs make the assumption that they are the brand, but that may not necessarily be the case. And, and a lot of entrepreneurs have multiple companies with different brands. So the question I always ask is, if my brand were a person, who would it be? Meaning, how does this person speak, right? What are the catchphrases that we use and the tone that we talk in and our power words and the things that we repeat on a regular basis and how do we show up? How do we dress? How do we behave? Does the brand have a Texas accent? All of those things, creating a document, a personality document for your brand is going to drive that connection. It's going to have you show up in a certain way that people will consistently rely upon and they'll start to like you. And when they like you, they'll trust you, right? You're literally selling through this brand. Does that make sense?
0: Yeah. So so in practical terms how do we take brand personality and the manifesto and you know for all our direct response people who are listening and the du- the two direct response people you who are hosting the podcast and being very selfish with these questions by the way <laughs> how do we <laughs> how do we take that and put that into uh, you know, our email sequences, how do we put that into, you know, our ad copy, all these different things? And I know that you do, you know, you've created your own processes and systems for, you know, creating content and doing that very efficiently. And I'm sure, I'm sure this ties in with that. Can you explain a little bit about that too?
2: Absolutely. So say that you and I have two entirely different brand personalities, which we most definitely do. Right. And we're going to send out an invitation to a live weekend event. From a direct mail standpoint or from a a conversion standpoint, there are any number of statements that we would use in our direct response to convert people, to get them to act. But the way you say those statements would be entirely different than the way that I would say them. You know, the way I would invite my women, right, my midlife women to a party is completely different than the way that your brand personality would invite. So what I would suggest that you do is that you create a document with what I call Go-to phrases and power words. So every time that you're going to convert, every time you're going to ask for business, every time you're going to move someone through a value ladder, every time you're going to greet them, every time you're going to say goodbye to them, you're going to say it in a certain way that is predictable based on your personality. And then as you build out, you know, your copy blocks inside your emails or inside your funnels, they, all of those are in line with the way your brand speaks and shows up. Does that make sense? Yeah. Mm -hmm. So I literally Mm -hmm. take my clients through a copy building sequence when they create their brand. I have them sit down first and say, okay, if your brand was a person, who would it be? And we start literally start talking about words and phrases and you know how things are articulated, not what you say, how you say it. And once you have all that down, you just pick it up and you lay it down. Every comedian who you know does this, right? They have open lines. They have closing lines. You come to rely on them. It's what's funny. It's the punchline.
0: Can you give me an example of a situation that would maybe bring this to life a little bit?
2: Oh my gosh, it's real hard for me to stay off politics right now, so I'm going to steer clear of that. (laughs) (laughs) So
0: nobody's forcing you to stay off of politics.
2: You know, I mean, you can close your eyes and think about this, right? But yeah, okay. Let's compare two different people. Let's compare Jerry Seinfeld, okay, who everybody knows, right, and Louis CK, all right. You know these two different guys, right? Do you think everybody's following? Okay, so what you have is a completely different personality, in the way they speak, everything that they deliver, everything that they roll out, the cadence of the way they speak. You know, Louis C.K., everything he says is in like four-word sentences, right? And everything comes from this real kind of sarcastic negative side, Okay. And Jerry Seinfeld has a completely different cadence, right? His sentences are much longer. He draws out the links of his word. All you have to do is hear them. You wouldn't even have to hear them. You could read them and you would know the difference. So this is something that if you go through the exercise, it will literally take you a day to do this and it'll change everything. It'll change everything in the way you communicate. You know, if I send out an email to my list and I say, you know, hey, howdy, everybody. How's it going out there today? You know, I'm I'm happy as a pig and shit, right? <laughs> it's totally different than sending out emails that say, listen, badass, I want you to get up and listen to what I have to say, right? But however.
0: <laughs> yeah, no, it's it's good. It's good you said that because I actually thought somebody else came on the line <laughs> and it wasn't you for a minute. I was like, who is this Texas person yes, it- that we just got? This doesn't sound like juju. So
2: you got, you got to do that. You got to figure it out. And it and it becomes very, very endearing to the people on the other end. And it, as long as it's authentic to the brand itself, it's going to elevate all of your communications. When you land in my inbox, you are talking to me directly. It's, it's James and I having a discussion one-on-one. I know who you are. And I know tomorrow and the next day. And the next day, you're going to show up exactly the same way.
1: If I'm hearing this all correctly, then you're saying that branding is more than just using the same color. Awesome. On on everything that I do. Oh, yeah, it
2: is. <laughs>
1: <laughs> See, this has really just shot me because I just got a new office and colored everything green. And I thought, there we go. I'm done with branding. And now I'm talking to you and I got a bit more to do.
0: <laughs> no, I don't think she said that at all. In fact, I think she just said... All it is is a logo and some colors, exactly (laughs) like you picked up on, Dean.
2: Got a bit more to do, Dean. Although you know, you could stop there and see how it goes. We could have a contest.
0: Damn you, Juju. You've created more work for both of us.
2: Yeah, personality first, right? So I think the manifesto is important. I really do. But I think the first thing that you can do that will really endear people to you and connect them to you is to show up in a way where you're not a bot, you're not automated. And it doesn't have to be you, it doesn't have to be the entrepreneur, the business has a personality. The brand has a personality.
0: So can you elaborate on that a little bit? So the, you know, the Jerry Seinfeld, Louis C.K. thing makes tons of sense because those are people. I think we all sort of understand that people have personalities.
2: Let's talk about Red Bull.
0: Okay. All right. Good.
2: Okay. Let's talk about Red Bull. So Red Bull, you know, Red Bull didn't start out as a big conglomerate, right? Red Bull started out with a guy. And entrepreneur, and Red Bull's entire brand works around this concept of Red Bull gives you wings. Everything that Red Bull does and speaks about, shows up at, hangs around at, has to do with adventure. It has to do with taking risks, with taking chances, with putting yourself in a position to be thrilled right? So initially when Red Bull started to show up, they didn't show up on the shelf next to Coca Cola. They showed up where people were diving off cliffs and sliding down mountains, you know, on X game snowboards. And that's the way they talk. Every time they present themselves, they present themselves with these words that are about adventure. They're totally edgy. The people they align themselves with. So when you, when, when I say, what do you stand for? They're super clear about what they stand for, about what's important to them in life, right? Nobody cares how healthy a Red Bull is. There's never a moment when Red Bull talks to you about what's in this can of stuff. It's all about the feeling that you're going to get, about the thrill that you're going to have, and they never depart from that. And so when they talk about who they care about or who they relate to, they're always people who live out this feeling that they want to bring to the world. Right. And that's what they're interested in. If you look at their blogs, if you look at how they talk in their emails, how they chat, the videos that they represent, all of it is a manifestation of what they believe in and what they want. And people dig it. They're just absolutely connected to it. Does that make sense? It it does. And and you can't see
0: him, but I can see him on camera. Dean has actually affixed a pair of wings to his back now. (laughs) So I don't know if he's still gotten the point yet, but he does look interesting.
2: <laughs> does he have a can of Red Bull? He has a can
0: of Red Bull. He has wings. Yeah, much to my dismay, taking his shirt off, and now he's running around his new green office.
2: Are they the Victoria's Secret kind? I have to peel back
1: one layer to no,
0: see No, you, you should be happy you you can't see it. right that's on underneath
2: oh yeah
0: that's uh no that's that's super that's super helpful in terms of bringing a you know company to life because actually i don't even think i know who started red bull
2: you know there is no red bull guy right so you so yeah, we have this We have this impression as entrepreneurs that we have to have personal brands. And you don't have to have a personal brand. You can brand your business, or you can brand yourself, or you can brand your product. That's your choice. You can, you can start out and decide what it is that you're going to brand. But it doesn't matter if it's you, the business, or the product. It's got to have a personality.
0: Right. So moving off of that and more towards the actual... So that's very strategic, very. the things that you've talked yes. about, right? Yes. Extremely strategic. Uh-huh. Let's talk about tactics a little bit, okay? And the tactic of being able to create content in a systematic way that actually ties back with all of that strategic work. So how are you killing it with that? Because I know that's one of your superpowers.
2: You know, one of the questions that comes up with entrepreneurs, especially now in this age of social, right, where everybody sort of feels compelled to, I got to go on Facebook, I got a Snapchat, I got a tweet, I have to do this, I have to do that. Your brand personality to a large extent is going to dictate how, what, what content is appropriate for you. So, almost all of my content is long-form writing. I do very little video content because that's in line with my brand. It's the way I speak. It's the way I show up, but that's going to be different for somebody else. So, tactically, what I do is I sit down on a monthly basis and based on this sort of brand personality sheet that I have and based on what it is that I stand for, I create my content and I weave those things into it. So I have found that batching that is the most effective way sort of tactically to do that. I will create all my long-form content over the course of a couple of days because I can kind of stay in character that way, if that makes sense. Moving in and out of it is much more difficult for me. So I batch all of that content creation. And for those people who have a brand personality that's literally very kind of vocal, you know, you have a voice, James, that people hear and so does Dean. So that audio side of thing, a podcast is is perfect for you, but it's, that doesn't work with my brand personality as well.
0: I think you have a lovely voice too, though.
2: Thank you, James.
0: <laughs> you're I welcome.
2: Appreciate that. I appreciate that. When I'm going for lovely, I'll add a podcast.
0: Okay. All right. Good. Well, you're going for badass right now, so I guess <laughs> That's that uh,
2: right. That's doesn't right. have
0: a podcast. You're like, I can't even keep it under control. I
2: have, for a say, podcast. I have to. I have to write cuss words a mile a minute. So <laughs> right it doesn't come as crossed as as ladylike on a podcast.
0: Understood. So if I'm if I'm getting the picture of this, you're saying that you've got these strategic documents and you've you've thought them through and then you're ready to you know unleash your content for the next period of time whether it's you know a week a couple weeks a month or something like that and you're saying all right what pieces of content do i need to, you know, have a great conversation with my prospects and with my customers that's going to help them convert into whatever the next level of service and value is. And as you're writing all those things, you have your brand personality document, your manifesto and those things off to the side and they guide the tone of voice of what you say in those pieces of content.
2: Absolutely. And the other thing that I do is that anyone who enters my world, regardless of how they come in, whether it's through a webinar or through a funnel or through my blog site, they get a very long indoctrination series that leads with brand. So it's a six-week email series. And every day for six weeks, they get a little piece of me. So that anyone who comes into my world experiences the brand in a very real way. And that's the very first content that they get.
0: Do you offer them something to buy within those first six?
2: I do. I do a jab, 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 right hook. But mostly what I do is reinforce the products that I have for sale by teasing them. So I give little bits and bytes of content for the things that I sell at a higher level, the $1,000 things that I sell, and I reinvite them. So every so many days, I invite them back to a bigger pitch, back to a webinar, or back to watch a video. The content itself over that six-week period is really driven by brand. It's an introduction of who I am and what I stand for and how I do things differently than anybody else. So I, w-
1: I would love to hear more about that six-week sequence, like are they staying in there regardless of if they buy something or not? Or is that six weeks to focus on?
2: Yeah, they get an email from me every day for six weeks. And what I do is I break it down. And each week, I talk about a different aspect of what I stand for. So for instance, this conversation that we're having now about branding, you know, it's much different than the average brand conversation that you would have. And so I talk at length about the fact that colors and fonts and logos come as step five in a brand. So I have a week that's a strategy week where all of my emails talk about brand strategy. I have a week that's a marketing plan week where I talk about the fact that if you're leaping into your brand strategy before writing a marketing plan, you know, this is a problem, here's how you back up, here's how you do that plan. And the third week, I talk extensively about communications and how do you build relationships. And so every single day, they get a piece of me. And the idea is that I'm validating and validating my brand and what I stand for and what I'm about. But I'm also establishing myself as an expert. So those people who came into my world for a webinar or whatever it was and didn't buy, by the end of the six weeks, they should feel pretty confident that if it is something that they choose to buy, I know what the hell I'm talking about. Yeah,
1: I think that's pretty cool. Because I think a lot of people, they give up too quick as well, is, is what it's awesome to hear about that. Because a lot of people, they they have people register for a webinar, they pitch something, if they don't by They just assume that they, they're not interested.
2: Yeah. And, you know, you only have to do it once, right? If you set the sequence up properly, you don't have to write it once. It's 42 emails and, every, and then everybody gets them. And, uh, you know, I get thank yous for those emails. I have people write me thank yous. And the interesting thing is I just stepped back from my list for two months to write this book. And I've had a number of people send me emails that say, where are you? I don't see you in my email box. I miss your stuff, which I think is really rare <laughs> from from a list stamp
1: within six days of being on my list i
0: get death threats <laughs> <laughs> maybe, maybe you could uh maybe you should use what juju's talking about
2: <laughs> oh yeah there you go that's a difference between brand and you know dean you gotta date a little bit dean you gotta you gotta you need a i think romance. i think the wings
0: yeah. are creeping people out too though i'm not gonna lie <laughs> yeah. i think it's, it's a combination of things
2: you will try their wings first with the
0: shirt on. <laughs> I know that was the deal maker.
1: The shirt off, ripped straight open. I thought that was the one.
0: <laughs> Everybody makes mistakes at the beginning of this stuff. Dude. <laughs> That's yeah.
2: right. It's trial so, and error.
0: so, Juju, it sounds like you know, even if people aren't necessarily uh, your target person, opting into your six-week indoctrination is like a educational seminar unto itself. Just seeing what you're doing. Yeah.
2: Yeah, it is. It is, and I, I'm in the process right now of moving that. By the way, am I allowed? Am I allowed to talk about this? My you talk can about talk
0: suppliers? about it. We're going to let this happen.
2: I'm in. The, <laughs> I'm in the process of moving it from Infusionsoft to Actionetics. So we are on a two month pause right now to make all of that happen and happen in a beautiful way.
0: Well, I made that transition myself recently, and I'm super happy that I did.
2: Yeah, this is the kind of stuff that gives me absolutely, you know, this is the, the this stuff is not my bailiwick. So, it gives me anxiety.
0: Yeah, I even enjoy all of that stuff and I was happy to put it behind me. <laughs> yeah. <laughs>
2: this so, literally gives me heartburn.
0: Right. Well, you're not alone. A lot of us get heartburn from the green monster. So, let's get down to this here. If people want to find out more about what you're up to, Explore working with you because um, I'm sure you, you know, and I know some people that you've worked with and done tremendous things for. How do they go about getting a hold of you, Juju?
2: Yeah, so I have a blog at strategicjuju.com. And on the front page of that blog, there's all kinds of freebies that you can sign up for. There's an ebook and a bunch of free branding information, tons and tons of great blog posts about branding. There's also access to my six-week online course, which is called Unforgettable You, where I take entrepreneurs step-by-step through building a brand in a very strategic fashion. And through Unforgettable You, there's a Facebook group as well. And then I coach one-on-one with entrepreneurs to help them build brands. So those are the different ways that folks can get a hold of me through my website, strategicjuju.com or on Facebook, Julia Juju Hook. That's how you find me.
0: Right. And strategic juju is J-U-J-U, right? That's right.
2: I'm juju. I'm all about good juju.
0: You have brought good juju to this show today. Despite the fact that Dean's running around with his wings. Everything I know, else I know. seems like I, it worked really well.
1: Please, nobody runs with wings, James.
2: This is what, you can't you can't unring the bell. It's it's happened now.
0: Yeah, I cannot unsee what I've seen. I mean, <laughs> were possible to rewind the clock I would trust me. excellent. Well is there any uh, are there any other tips that you'd like to share with the listeners or even just Dean and I you know before uh, before we get going? I think this I took a lot of notes and this was really valuable so I might even hop on your six week course.
2: I would say keep it real. You know, that's the biggest tip. I think one of the things that happens when people develop brands is they get very, very focused on this idea of an ideal client, right? Or a client avatar. And we then become unreal. We try to create something that the other person's going to like, right? That our potential client's going to want. And that's not sustainable. So your brand has to show up as it is. It has to be authentic. It has to be real and people will connect with that. You won't get everyone, but when you connect with people who really value who you are and what your brand stands for, then your joy as an entrepreneur is going to increase tenfold because you're going to be hanging out with people who value you and value what you want. So I would, I would say keep it real is the biggest piece of advice that I have about all of that.
0: Awesome. awesome, awesome. Well, uh, well. Thanks, thanks for coming here today, Juju. We. Uh, oh, we did, my um, pleasure. You guys, Appreciate are having awesome. you on, <laughs> Dean. Anything? Uh, any closing remarks?
1: No, I, th- I think this has been absolutely awesome. I think just like you said, James, I'm going to be heading on over there for this six week course and deep diving <laughs> through everything Juju right now.
0: Possibly repainting the green
2: walls. And
1: <laughs> I can't. There's too much green. I'm, I'm stuck with it now. This <laughs> second is second
2: color, Dean. We need a second I, color. Well, I've got
1: gray. I have green and gray.
2: Green and he oh, has no. he is right. green right. and
0: brighter green.
2: That says a lot about you, Dean.
0: <laughs> Good or bad? We don't. We don't have a no, nearly no. enough time Just. to psychoanalyze <laughs> Dean. So would Maybe we'll have you back on a second show, Juju. <laughs> <laughs> we can dedicate some the necessary time <laughs> to figuring out the mind of Dean Holland. Join us on our next. podcast. As therapy with James, Dean, and Juju. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> That's Absolutely. Right. Well, uh, well, fantastic. Thanks so much for being here. That's a wrap for us today, everybody. Thanks for being here uh, on Just the Tips. If you want to find out more about what Juju's up to, head on over to strategicjuju.com. This is James B. Friel signing off for me and Dean Holland, and we will talk to you next time. Thanks for tuning in to Just the Tips, where we believe business should be profitable and fun. For show notes, links, and other information on our guests, visit justthetipsshow.com. For more information on how to connect with Dean Holland, visit deanholland.com. And if you'd like to get free from the day-to-day operations of your business while making more money, visit me at jamespfreel.com forward slash autopilot. Our theme music is Happy Happy Game Show by Kevin MacLeod, licensed under Creative Commons by Attribution 3.0 license.